Is there an important hole in your life? Are you missing something fundamental and special in your life that only love and special human connections can fill? Do you need help cleaning up those nasty red wine stains, pet stains, and blood stains? Well, we've got the product for you. It's Dad and Sons. <laughs> that that actually happens in, in the commercial. Featuring the, the highly oxygenated cleaning power of Matt Visual. Oh. Oh, okay. A stain remover, I am. The lye and disinfectant scrubber, Liam Edwards. I'm the utensil for which Matt and I rub together to clean all of your problems. Mm. And the goopy, shiny degreaser, George Weedman. We stick him in the oven. What do you like, Mr. Clean? How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> Uh, today, <laughs> this morning, this morning, <laughs> happy morning to you, top of the morning to you. I mean, it's morning for both of you and also technically me. It just goes by synchronicity of I'm very, 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 very early. Matt is also very early. And then George mm. is just having a nice cup of tea. I uh, got a little nauseous from from drinking my tea. I, I learned that, that, Liam, you don't react to tea, but you react to coffee. I react to some coffee. I like coffee in the morning. It's, it's apparently the, a similar concept to taking vitamins on an empty stomach. Like, it's just so much nutrients and stimulants that your body's like, oh god, oh geez, I must be poisoned. We need to vomit this out now. Even in tea. Mm -hmm. I know tea is mostly antioxidants, but... Tea tea gets me worse than coffee, actually. Whatever, whatever my body is calibrated to is not as good for tea as it is coffee. You could never be British, George. <sighs> I don't know. I've never, never been good at faith. Making the accent either. Go on. You can't say that and then not do it. Oh, oh, oh god. Oh god, I have to? Yeah. Say, Marty makes me nauseous. Oh my god. Marty? My tea. My tea makes me nauseous. Whoa. <laughs> what? <Did> you <laughs> you fucking sorry. bring the war with those insults. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so before before we started, I drank racist. It, I, it, how I don't think British is like. Uh, I don't know if I want to get into like <laughs> semantics of racism. How how the line between nations and and races is sometimes blurry because of propaganda. <laughs> Anyways, point is, I drank some tea and and felt nauseous and sprinted to the kitchen and shoved a little tiny chunk of bread down my throat because I I don't want to feel nauseous because if I drink tea on an empty stomach I get nauseous and last night. In, in the early morning, I, I think I vomited a good six times. What? Jesus Christ. <sighs> around, around 24 hours ago? Yeah, yeah. Over tea? I don't... No, no, no. Last night it was... Um, Someone tried to poison your tea? It was nachos. Oh. I, oh. I, I, I oh. made some George nachos earlier in the day, and for the whole day, my stomach felt like it had rocks in it. It was terrible. I'm starting to think you can't cook, George. Ah, so you poisoned yourself. Yeah. That night, I, I ate a very rich corn, a Campbell's corn chowder, and uh, a couple hours later, the whole days of food just, just came up, and then I was dry heaving on, like, a, a, a body reaction, like, 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 my body wanted me to vomit, but there was nothing to vomit after vomit number two. So I kept waking up an hour after sleeping to get up and go vomit again. And it was like clockwork. Like, like I, I, an hour to an hour and 20 minutes, I I would get up again and wake up and have to go back. And, and every single time I noticed the sun getting a little brighter out the window every time. George, I'm starting to think you can't cook. What are you talking about? <laughs> cooking is like my second biggest pat. We went over this last week. I worked at a cooking school. 
Yeah, but you keep getting sick. I went to a culinary school. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason you are a YouTuber. You know, I do want to clarify <laughs> one thing, though, from last week. I did say I love the culinary world. I don't like working in it for a job, though. Fuck those people. <laughs> well, you, you've had, like, some, some, some uh, Gordon Ramsay's in your time? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, some sexual harassment lawsuits in in oh, my time. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, me and and restaurant managers do not have a bright history with one another. I'm sure there are some good restaurant managers out there, Wait, but who was getting sued for sexual harassment though? Was it you or them? Not me. A female employee of the same restaurant I was working at was was doing the suing for sexual harassment. Ah. You know, I should probably, you know, clarify because it is a legal matter. I don't know if they ever got sued so much as they submitted complaints to the hires up and got the guy fired. Oh, well. good. At least he got fired. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Men yeah. are hot now garbage. He... We, all, well, we all know this. Now yeah. he's a YouTuber. Um, it, yeah, no, good experience working in a cooking school. Recommend it. Bad experience working in kitchens. Do not recommend it. <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's stop talking about me. What's, what's up with you guys these days? I'm, I've, I played some games this, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One game I started playing today because it came out and, uh, and I want to preface this by saying it looks like, I don't think I've seen a modern game in the past, like, especially a game from a big studio. This game comes from Ubisoft. It's published by Ubisoft. And I don't know whether it's specifically just the the Switch version of this game that I'm playing. I have never seen a game look so dog shit like a PlayStation <laughs> Two game for oh. such a long time. Damn. It, it it is so ugly and buggy in terms of visual bugs, not gameplay relevant bugs, but visual bugs like popping textures all the time, half of the screen missing, like changing clothes of characters. Like going back to like the default. I wish I was. Well, I don't because the game's. This is the thing: is the game is great because the gameplay of this game is like a tried and true thing for this series. Now it's Trials Rising. It's the new Trials game that came out yesterday or today. Sitting at a seven seven point something on Metacritic right now. Yeah, like. It is a Trials game, so the gameplay is as you'd expect. It's the physics, platforming, Trials stuff that... I haven't really played the series since Trials HD, and was it... The one that came out of was it literally called Trials 2? I forget. There was like Trials Fusion, I didn't play that. This is one of of those series where they don't use numbers, so I I don't even know which one to begin at. Well, Trials HD was the one that blew up on Xbox Live Arcade on the 360 Mm. back in the day. And then based on all the Flash games that came prior to that, that was like the big smash hit for, what is it? What are they called? Red Links or something? And then they got bought out by Ubisoft or something? Yep, yep. Anyway... This is the new one that came out, and I was kind of, I was kind of looking for games to waste a lot of my time this month because uh, don't 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 have much funds to do anything really outside of my apartment, but play some games, which I have another story about. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, I got someone gave me Trials Rising, and I was like, oh, maybe this will take up some of my time, and. I was reading some of the reviews, and I was watching videos of the reviews, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that looks pretty good, it looks fun, it's clear, it looks great, and I got had the Switch version, I started playing the Switch version, and I was like, oh my god. 
Does it look different from the other versions? <laughs> like, different is like... Do you remember when we used to have, like, here's Call of Duty on Xbox 360 and PlayStation oh, 3, no. and here's the Wii version? Oh, wow. Yeah, where the, where the faces were, like, all pinched. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. It's so bad. Like, there are, like, people in the crowds that have, like, three frames of animation. Like a Mega Man animation of just their hands waving there was like a helicopter that was hovering above like where you're riding and the helicopter is moving at 30 frames per second because the game only runs at 30 frames on the switch um and the helicopter is moving at 30 frames but the shadow of the helicopter and the blades that is on the ground the bit you're riding it is like running at like five frames per second so there's this massive disconnect between everything that's going on shadows are just lower frame rate the characters in the background basically don't even have a frame rate and just like there's so many problems here. it honestly just google trials rising switch screenshots or look at video comparisons because man, this game looks like dog shit I, I i should probably clarify that it is the switch version of the game that is sitting at mm. a 70 something on metacritic which is a hot 78 heard... right now the others are above yeah. eight yeah i i've heard that the other ones look a lot better but still suffer from visual bugs and and this game is just, like, ugly. Like, it's not even, like... It has all of these problems visually, but then it's just, like, when it comes to, like, art direction for the game, it very much goes for that motocross, cringeworthy, yo, dude, we got you a new sponsor. Plaster these fox stickers all over your bike. Like, that kind of Put rad attitude. Put these tribal tattoos on your pubis. Yeah. You can customize your bike with these black tribal tattoos, yo. Like, it oh goes for God. that very rad attitude that the only game I can really think it reminds me of, this one specifically, is Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Which which oh, is wow. good, silly fun. Which, yeah, but, yeah, but is, it, that, is like, that is like good, silly fun. With lots of cameos of famous people with a great soundtrack and like recognizable locations. Whereas this is just like... They have, like, YouTubers explaining uh, to you how to play. <laughs> wait, what? I don't want to know any YouTubers. It has that very weird, like, be an influencer, as well as, like, a motocross stunt oh, dude. Oh, no. If they ever make a Tony Hawk's Underground 3, are they going to, like, force your skateboarder to post on social yeah, media yeah, for maximum yeah. audience engagement with your brand? Yeah. And oh. it's one of the, yeah. It's one of those games where there's, like, you get sponsors and you get, like, stuff. The game has fucking loot crates in it. Ugh. It's an Ubisoft game. What do you expect? And it has just all... The, it's so ugly. When you open a crate, it, like, runs at, like, 10 frames a second and is just in a, like, parking lot on some concrete is like the most uneventful loot crate opening ever. Maybe it was a sign of protest. And it's like, it's like when it opens it, it'll be like, you just got some stickers or it'll be like, here's the denim jacket. And you'll look at the denim jacket and it'll just be the ugliest piece of clothing so, you've ever seen. So when, when you open your pack for like temporary, um, um, Red Bull tattoo tattoos to, to put on your butt, um, some like flame decals to, to stick on top of your eyes, you're in a parking lot. What what kind of box do they use for the pack? It's like a graffitied uh I don't know, like a like a like a big sturdy box. Kind of like something <laughs> you see a on a building site box? maybe. I, 
And it's got it's got graffiti all over. No, it's like a big sturdy thing. It's got graffiti all over it for that rad attitude kind of feeling. I don't know. Now that you mention it, though, now that it's like a little trashy and edgy, I'm just imagining loot box animations featuring the like most disgusting kind of packaging possible. <laughs> just Google videos of it. Like like the animation is someone trying to open a blister package and they they end up cutting themselves and bleeding and finally get it open after like oh. tearing it apart with. It's with just scissors. like everything is so ugly in this game. Like the art direction, and then all the visual bugs on top of it is terrible. It's so ugly, but it's a really good trials game. Yeah, it's really good. Like the physics is like they've like they've had so long to like perfect it. Now it's like you could, if you were gonna, you could land those bikes on like a pin's head. It's so finely tuned. And, like, all of the courses now are, like, these big bombastic places that are in different locations around the world. And they all have, like, modifiers where there was a level that I got gold on. And then it threw me, like, this thing that I've been trying to do for, like, two hours now, which is to do, like, 12 backflips and 8 front flips without failing. And it gives you all of these modifiers to do. And then there's races. And you got ghosts. And you can play online. And... You can create your own courses. It's like a really good trials game that's just in the ugliest skin imaginable. Did you know this Ugh. series began as a uh, bunch of web games? Yeah, they were. It was a Flash series. Yeah, I looked it up just yeah. now. The like first <laughs> five to eight installments are either on the platform Java or Flash, according to Wikipedia. Did you, either of you guys play Trials HD when it came out on the Xbox Live Arcade and Steam? Yep. Yep. Barely. Have you ever played any of the Trials games? Barely. Matt, Matt, did you play any? Yeah, yeah, I played uh, a bunch uh, back on Xbox 360. Yeah, so like, do you remember that kind of weird loneliness of Trials HD? Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine how good that game was, but with the complete opposite setting. Like, instead of that loneliness of the warehouse that they had in Trials HD, it's now literally like you're on a roller coaster and the whole world is watching firing fireworks in your face. <laughs> it, oh, wow, okay. It, it's, it's, it's so bombastic and strange, but it's so good when it comes to like just doing the gameplay the courses are great and the physics is so finely tuned now it's so weirdly conflicting because you can feel the game and feel the physics and then you have to look at the screen and you're like oh oh what is this oh it's so gross but the game is great i'm heavily conflicted as to whether i like it or not truly but I think I'll play more. Because it has a garbage skin? Oh, man. It's so garbage. I don't know. I, I like garbage. Oh, no. But this is like... This is like not... This is not ironic garbage. I think the thing I would hate about it is this social media influencer bend you're saying it has. That sounds worse than, than graphics looking ugly. It's just the kind of style it's going for. There's nothing There's nothing that's like, you need to post on your social media, but it's all like, customize your rider and get better responses and you can look cool and you can show off to all your friends online. <laughs> it's very much that kind of rad attitude. And this is all because... I'm playing this game all because, for some reason, this week, I decided I wanted to really play Divinity Original Sin 2. Ooh. I want to as well. Maybe we can get a I, co-op going. 
I really, really <laughs> want to. George never works. Good luck with that. It works on some days. Oh my god. Well, it would help if yeah, I this could. This is what's gonna happen. You're gonna do a nice co-op with George for about an hour and a half. Then he's gonna leave because he has to go do something, whatever it is. It's always different each time. And then he's <laughs> never going to come back. <laughs> we played Apex Legends like like three days in a row. Two weeks from then, he's gonna say, "Oh man, we should totally play the Dor- original Sin again." And you no, already fe- like- finished the game. Yeah, and George is like, "Yeah, I already finished it." <laughs> no, but this is right. So I went on an ad- I went on a grand adventure, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, and have done for my- many weeks now. Moving to Kyoto has cost me a lot of money, and my entertainment options are limited. So I was looking for like a big RPG to take my mind away for a month for me to really get in depth with where I can't be distracted by Devil May Cry 5 coming out or Sekiro until a little later on. Mm -hmm. So I was like thinking about all of the RPGs I haven't played that have come out in recent years. And I was thinking about Pillars of Eternity 2 and... um, some JRPGs. And then I kind of was like, oh yeah, Divinity Original Sin 2 has come out on consoles now. And I was like, oh, that would be awesome. And then I found out that the Japanese physical version, for whatever reason, only has Japanese and Korean on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's surprising. Which is surprising, yeah. Because if RPG. anybody knows anything, yeah. Western games that usually get launched in Japan usually have the original localization on there because it's literally you're taking stuff out like you're literally taking what it already was the base game and taking it out. Usually you have to add Japanese and Korean in later for Western releases. But so I was like, oh, I really want to play this game. And I'd been watching like videos about it. and I was super excited to play it and then just couldn't get hold of it. In any way, shape, or form. So I resorted to influence, influencer-based ugly garbage motocross game. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. What a downgrade, dude. I, oh, I my know, right? God. And I was, I was getting really pumped up for playing Divinity, like, for this next month. But, alas, no matter how much I'd like to co-op with you, George, well, I'm going to have to go back to my motocrossing. Maybe, maybe someday we can uh, show you the ropes in Apex Legends. <laughs> well, speaking of then, Matt, has, has George played some games with you? We played a match in Apex, Apex Legends. Probably like a couple matches. That's pretty much it, right? Right, George? Last week we played three days of Apex. Did a ro- okay, and then I, I had to play a bunch of RE2 and then the girlfriend whoa, came over for the whoa. weekend. I played Apex Legends over the weekend and I don't I don't know if you, if you were if you were free, I would have uh loved to um um smack down on some noobs with you. Cause I'm finally figuring out mm-hmm. the gunplay, I think. Thing is, only snipers have bullet mm. drop. But every gun you need to lead the target. So you don't aim high with most things that aren't a sniper rifle. And uh, you do want to lead just ahead of, of where they're, they're running. And the, uh, 
Success seems to be spamming in the general direction of where they are ADADing rather than actually trying to use your mouse to um, track them. It's like trying to get them to walk into your bullets rather than point and click on their character model themselves. And I looked up some guides by Jack Frag on how, how the, the ballistics and the sniping works in this game. And I'm wondering, it's the bullet drop is actually really, really intense once you go over 100 meters to the point where you are supposed to use the hash marks on, on your sniper scope rather than the little plus sign crosshairs. And I'm wondering if this is going to be the first game that actually gets me in that habit. Because I don't know if you guys ever played a lot of the Armas. The Battlefield games kind of do this too. Where where you actually have to count the distance of your shot and then how many hash marks there are on the scope and shoot with those instead of the crosshair. It's always a fun little ballistic puzzle that that never really works out the way you want for that first shot. It's it's the follow up shots that that tend to tend to actually connect with bad guys when when I'm the person playing. But it's been a long time since I've played a game that that requires that out of me and i i'm really looking forward to to getting back into that groove it feels so good to just actually be okay at a multiplayer video game after after not being okay at it for a while me and um mango bandito we won one i was dead though but they won one it's it's, it's the first win since the first day i got the game <laughs> How many times have you guys won? I think I'm sitting at three. Twice. Okay, so pretty even split between the two of you. Yeah, and this is and I haven't played in in like a week and a half. So this was all in the beginning. People people have only gotten better. Yeah. And by the time I get back to it, it's gonna be it's gonna be that. I'm gonna be that. But 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 I'm getting there. And and I uh also feel satisfied with where I've gotten in Tetris ninety nine real satisfied you know i've i've said my piece but but i think i have reached a point where where i feel good about how how okay i've gotten in that game how many times i've seen the windscreen and uh i'm i'm satisfied now i feel like i've i've exhausted um my my fun with tetris 99 i'm sure there is more fun to be had but i think I think the hook still has finally loosened out of me. What, for Tetris 99? Yeah, I could not play anything else for a few days. Yeah, me neither. It's all I could play last week. As mad as it would make me, I just could not put it down until I won something. I honestly, I honestly don't know how that game makes you mad. I have only ever come second, and I love just... Playing, losing, replaying, losing, replaying. I always consistently hit, like, at least top 40 from 90% of my matches. But it never makes me angry. I don't know how it can make you angry. Because it's so unexpected when things go tits up. They can go tits up so fast and so... Like I did on my rant previous weeks, contingent on the other players doing good more so than you doing bad. But um, we we looked up the guides. You sent me the Reddit guide on how important badges are, which which means they really want you knocking out KOs throughout the whole match from cradle to grave. That that definitely made a difference. But it's still 
It's like the worst kind. I'm glad that I'm over it right now because if it was the worst kind of video game relationship, I might not be. But up until then, it was like the worst kind of video game relationship. It was a game where I was like mad and salty and and pouty and 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 I just couldn't put it down. It was like it's like an abusive relationship. Like like it, it taps into something addictive. It is weird because I got an email from Nintendo today saying my subscription was going to run out. And it was the first time where I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, Tetris. Oh, no. My my Tetris. <laughs> my, my Tetris addiction will have to end. But it is getting to that point now where the more I play, and especially the higher level I become, so I'm getting close to, like, level 30, uh, the more I realize just how good... The players who've stuck around and are playing it are. And the system demands speed. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, if you make it into that top 10, which can happen quite easily, if you don't have, like, at least two badges, you will die almost instantaneously when once you get targeted. You have to be, like, Hal Mary going for kills in the beginning. To stand a chance at the end. It's, it's brutal. Tetris 99 is like the most hardcore, bloody battle royale of them all. The, the kids kill each other faster in Tetris 99 than they do in, in Fortnite. And, and pu- what What is that like cartoony oh marketing style for kids that Fortnite has? No, fuck that. Tetris 99 is the bloody, brutal uncaring cold reality of the battle royales tetris 99 wants you to lose before it wants you to win tetris 99 is here to kick ass and take names (laughs) matt you you gotta you gotta check it out (laughs) nah i'm good (laughs) I, i don't need i don't need any more stress in my life okay Tetris 9. I've never got into Tetris. Don't care about Tetris. It's not that stressful. It's 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 fucking sick. I've seen how they play. It's like they know what's coming yeah. down. It's like snap, yeah. snap, 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 yeah. snap. Like over and over and over again. I was like, oh my you, god. You have a queue that's no. six blocks long. You can see six turns into the future. I will like I will admit it's a game where you have to like spend like at least three or four games warming up. Three or four? Like, no, like, to get your speed going. To get, like, to get, like, if you haven't played for, like, a day or you've just turned it on for the first time, like, it's, like, three or four games in until you're, like, at, like, optimum speed. Like, when you can deal with that flight of the Even when you get good at it, there is, I'm noticing there is a warm-up period that is necessary. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just have to, like... Get your thumbs moving. Ultimately, it's cases like Matt that I think might be a bit of a lost cause. I've seen so many people on Twitter who are just like, holy crap, how am I supposed to keep up with this? And I'm thinking back on like when I was a teenager, I had my DS with Tetris on it in my pocket throughout all of my formative life experiences from from age like 15 to, to 18. And and I have played hundreds of hours of Tetris. I got really stupid good at that endless mode. And I'm wondering if mm-hmm. I would even be able to play this if I hadn't. Like like the skill no, floor here is much, just no no. I I've not played much Tetris in my life really, apart from like enjoying it casually over the years, like Tetris DS and stuff like that. This is a game where you just have to jump in and play. 
just keep playing and playing. There is like the luck involved in it, but also you get good by playing. And the more you like learn about attackers and KOs and badges and stuff like that, it all just like clicks into place like Tetraminos do very nicely. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was good. And that's why I think this game is so popular. I think that's why this game is so popular. There is just so many people who have access to it for free who will have probably never played that much Tetris. You know, having a whale of a time. I didn't think this game would be for me at all when George was ranting about it two weeks ago and then I played it out of pure interest and spite towards George's anger. And it I sucked in the beginning. I mean, I still kind of suck. I, I get in the top 10 quite frequently. I just... Can't seem to get to that number one spot yet, but it's it's a fun game, man. You just got to jump in. Feeling encouraged, Matt? Nope. Not not a single bit. Not playing that game. Do it, Matt. Do it. Ever. No. Do it. I'm good. You know, I I have been watching a couple series on my off time. Oh. Uh, Netflix and Netflix, no Tetris. <laughs> Netflix no Tetris. Most activities in life are more chill than a match of Tetris 99. <laughs> the Haunting of Hill House is is it's pretty it's Oh, pretty I don't good. need no more stress in my life, quote Matt Visual 2019. It's it's like it's like uh it, okay, it, it's it's not it is a horror, but in a way of a st- like there's a story behind everything. Um, it's not just like, oh, just jump scares and that's it. You know, there's a nice little, um, I guess, like story connecting everything. And um, it's really interesting. I gotta say, without Is spoiling it. Is it super anything. spooky or kind of funny and cute about it? No, it definitely is spooky. There's definitely some moments where you're like, oh, God, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but there is a lot of development with the characters. Um, you, you care about them in, in, in a way. Um, it's not just generic horror show. It's, it's pretty good. What's more scary, Resident Evil 2 or House of Hell Haunted? The, whatever it's the, called. the Hill Haunted House. I'm a bad person to judge this because I don't get scared much. You were terrified of Resident Evil 2. Like, I'm like, oh, man, that's disturbing. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's disturbing. And that's it. Like, the the worst part I was just, like, annoyed about was Mr. X chasing me the whole damn way. I remember on Discord, you were like, no, 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 I can't do this. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he was like. He's very scary. I'm like, okay, I'm 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 in a safe place. And then, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, nah, nah. Bust through the door. Oh, okay. Okay. And I was like, okay, so I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm just going to run around. And then I run around and then two of those like stupid, like ugly, ugly, um, bald things ah, that liquors. crawl on the walls liquors. and stuff just come out of nowhere. Did you know they have buttholes? Yes. Yeah. I saw, I got a. Nice deep look. Just making sure. So you're saying because ghosts mm-hmm. don't jump out of your TV, this is less stressful. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, there was one specific scare that I was like, oh, okay, that's that's good. That's something I would do <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> yeah. There was what, but all the other ones were like, eh. you know, um, not eh, but that's creepy. 
Uh, another one is the Umbrella Academy. It's it's a messy, messy show. Is that the one with Ellen Page? Yes, it is. Uh, and is it Mary wrong? J. Bly? For some reason, no. I don't know why she's in there. To be honest, because she's not a good actor, but she's in there. And the style of the show is really cool. It seems like they were trying to go for something. Um, it seems like someone's l- like love child. Like, like this is like, oh, I really want to make a, a movie like in this style. And execution was okay. Wasn't the greatest, but the love was there, and you end up loving the show because you know you can see like the uh, the people who worked on it really enjoyed making it. Um, I think it's I think it's worth a watch. If you're into yeah. a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of superpowers, um, uh, it's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah, those are the two shows. Uh, the series is based on a collection of comics and graphic novels created and written by My Chemical Romance lead singer Gerard Way. Really? Yeah. Wow. So so you're watching some, like, emo shit. <laughs> wow. Damn, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't emo into a specific part, but yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess Gerard Way has to uh, sometimes do some other acts throughout his life. Holy crap, he's forty-one. Jeez, this guy has perfected it? the Time act of, takes us all. of looking like a seventeen-year-old boy on stage. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not okay. That eyeliner, um, that red tie, he had me fooled. I watched I watched another episode of Black Mirror again uh, with a friend, and uh, that was uh, it. Reminded me why that show made me feel like complete garbage. I was like, "Oh, this is disgusting." I got a <laughs> show that is... makes you feel pretty good. I watched which... a series that made me feel pretty good. That was hilarious. Which which show? It was called Dairy Girls. What? Dairy Girls. Oh that no! Sounds Liam. not not. Not, oh. No, no, George. Is this no, George. anime? Yeah. Like, no, no. Hentai no, thing? Guys, by Milky That's Animation it. Studios? I'm out of here. It's not dairy. It's dairy. <laughs> Milky Animation. <laughs> 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 Holy it's shit. It's dairy, like London Dairy in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, well, fuck you guys. I'm gonna fucking enjoy my dairy. What, what, what website? What, what type of like keto website do I have to go Netflix. on to watch these? It was uh, Netflix. It was Milky Netflix tunes. and dairy. <laughs> it was Netflix and dairy. A hentai haven got taken down. You can't watch Dairy Girls on there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I talked to Americans about pronunciation. Yeah, you definitely can't. See, I don't see no Dairy Girls on on Netflix. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> you're just oh, not looking at the just because oh, you got child D-E-R-R-Y. Netflix on the whole time. Okay, dairy, yeah, like London dairy in Ireland. Ah, wow, dairy, dairy, not, not dairy. to be confused with dairy, uh, dairy. Not to be not to be confused with George's hentai. I didn't make the hentai. <laughs> that was the immediate thing you thought of, though. <laughs> oh God, don't. Don't search Dairy Girls. Don't do that. <laughs> so, so what is we we had an explicit title for last week's episode. We can't have another. What is um 
What is what is what is this series of Dairy Girls about? <laughs> this particular version it, of the franchise. No, I, I was I was uh, I was uh, feeling a little uh, homesick recently, and I was watching some brief highlights of like British comedy. Uh, like Peep Show and Black Books and all the good stuff. Peep Show and, and I was thinking about Girls. what maybe. Yeah, well, I was thinking about what new shows maybe Netflix might have of like British comedies, and there haven't been many like original new series for a while. But this one called Dairy Girls was on their like front page, like you know, right in front of me, the Dairy Girls. So I googled it, mm-hmm. and it had pretty high ratings, like, uh, and re- reviewed pretty well. And I was like, well, I'll, uh, I'll give it a go. Yep. And it was yep. about... Mm-hmm. So what, what, how did the picture in the front look like? Uh, Liam, describe the picture in the front. Well, this is the thing. is you get, The cover. The ca- cover. Describe, describe what got you interested. You're huh, trying Liam? to catch me out. You're trying to catch me out, Matt, because <laughs> it is a series about four high school girls. <laughs> four high school dairy girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> you walked right into it. <laughs> it's a good comedy. About four dairy girls who grow up during the IRA part of Irish history. Mm-hmm. And they have to go to school and shit. And they're all kind of stupid. And it's got 100% of Ron Tomatoes to suck my dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I you had to look that up, huh? Oh, it has a hundred percent. Like, I, I, I watch it the articles. It's a hundred percent on Ryan Tobias. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. If it, in the fifty best TV shows of twenty eighteen, it rated number six. <laughs> That's so many. <laughs> 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 50 best TV shows of 2018. <laughs> wow. Yeah, TV Matt, what are you doing? TV is 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 good or something. I don't know. TV got weird. All the trash that exists on on grandma's cable is like not trickling <laughs> down to us. It was mainly because I was playing mobile games on my mobile whilst watching. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Speaking of, have, e- have either of you guys played Dragalia Lost? What? Dragalia? Dragalia Lost. Oh, oh okay. Is this another Mobile anime? Game. Yeah, I'm looking it up. No, I haven't. Wow, with a name like that, I can't believe I have. It's a Nintendo game. Oh, this is another one Switch? of their uh, mobile games? Yeah. This is Nintendo's brand new mobile uh, title that's a new IP that they made in tandem with like Psy Japan's games. biggest mobile company, yeah, yeah, Psygames. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty good. How's it work? It came, like so, it came, it came out, it came out for the US like iOS market and stuff like a couple of months ago actually, and it, I think it was like a soft launch then, and then the other day it came out for the UK and Canada and Australia and stuff, and uh, I'm currently playing quite a few mobile games for some. Uh, research purposes ooh, ooh. so I've been playing quite a, th- a few and uh, a couple of friends worked on the localization side of this game and I've kind of because it's a Nintendo game I was kind of interested in seeing it uh, uh, how like brazenly mo- 
like other mobile games it is if it tries to be like that Nintendo consumer friendly type game or it blatantly is just trying to make you buy stuff all the time and to be fair it's pretty well balanced in that regard it's all about it's got some shitty storyline about a prince whose father betrays him and then takes over the kingdom or whatever but like you get these heroes to accompany you and then you go on like mini missions where you kind of are like dungeon crawling through various environments and they're like quick snappy three minute missions and you just like tap the screen to attack and you can do multi-taps to do combos and then you can do like quick swipes to dodge roll and stuff and it's like a it it's like a pretty good reliable? action combat game because i've uh, i've played some um it's good mobile action games with touch screens touch screen controls like that like a quick swipe for a roll a press and a hold for a yeah. movement and, and the system just always had a hard time figuring out what I was trying to do with my fingers. No, this this is pretty this is pretty tight. This is like you can just tap it to do one attack and then you can multi-tap to like keep the string of combos going and then you can do a very quick swipe to roll. Uh, you can hold and move to run, but then if you like keep slowly moving it, your character gets faster and faster until they build up into a dash and it works really well. There are other moves you can do by tapping like the power icons on the screen that are like your special moves. And uh, the game centers around turning into dragons, obviously being called Dragalia Lost. And for what it's worth, the trailers are looking pretty good. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. And like the production values, considering it's a Nintendo and Psy Games uh, title, it's pretty good. Apparently it's made them a lot of money too. Yeah, that does not surprise so me. So how does, how does to that be fair, work? To be fair, oh, 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 oh. So to be fair, that isn't in your face. Like they have like the typical uh, no, like notices like of what's on sale and stuff like that. But unless you like deep go into the menus and into the store, there are no buttons like that pop out immediately that are like buy this or spend your money here or purchase this. And I don't know whether it's just because they gave out free gifts for it coming to the UK and Canada and Australia, but I got like 4,000 worth of credits, which equals like me being able to summon, because it only costs 150 credits every time to summon a character, which is how you get new characters. So 4,000, that's a, that's a lot of characters you can try and summon. And I got like a five-star pull immediately on my first go. I can't remember her name, something like Julieta or something. And uh, yeah, it's pretty generous, and you get new characters you as you play the story as well. So it seems fairly well balanced. But I imagine somewhere down the line, people who know more than me know about the foibles that it probably has, especially when it comes to like the numbers of how what your chances for getting better characters or five stars and stuff like that. But right now, like I'm three chapters in, it's pretty good. Did it, did it, did it, did it just this in an hour ago? There was a Nintendo Direct. There was. We're gonna talk about it in the news because I wrote it oh, down. There's a new George. Oh, okay, one. never mind. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, it just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. It happened two hours ago. Oh my god. I was like, oh, what? what what's this? <laughs> There's a new Pokemon. A new Pokemon. Well, we're not Sword and right Shield. I'm gonna have to like talk about it as I read it. Yeah, there's two new Pokemon games coming out. 
Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, and it takes place. I want to get it. And it, and it takes place in a new region that is most definitely England. Oh, there's a big Ooh. castle with Big Ben in the middle. Yeah, there's a lot of places that look like Hogwarts. Lots of old-fashioned Victorian London. Wow. And this is a regular Place. Pokemon game, right? None of that Pokemon Go crap, right? Yeah, no, this is uh, Gen 8. This is the next This is the next generation. Oh, Although, I'm from gonna... the trailers, it looks like they don't have the system they had in Let's Go. Uh, not the battle system, because thank fuck they got rid of that shit. Um, the one where you can see the Pokemon in the, wa- in the bushes, because that was actually pretty good. I wish they kept that. Oh, no. They removed that? It, well, they probably didn't remove it. It's Both of those games most definitely were in development at the same time. Oh. The problem is that was such a big change that they were probably worried that if that change is received negatively and it was in both of the games, it probably wouldn't go down very well. So they probably played it pretty safe for this one. And then considering the positivity of that feature in uh, Pikachu, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, they might... Put it in the one after? I'm not Did sure. Did they just do Pokemon for this Direct? They're calling it a Pokemon Direct. Yeah. yeah, because it was seven minutes long and it was only about new Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I see. Okay, so uh, I, I can breathe a little bit. Because today is Pokemon Day. Today is Pokemon Day, by the way. Happy Pokemon Day, boys. Ooh, that, let's that, go thanks, play Dad. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Let's Go Dad. 23, day, uh, 23 days. 23 years. It's so weird to just, like, randomly hear the Pokemon Go music when you're walking. You're like, wait a minute, people still play that? Do you have, like, old people in America who have, like, six iPads strapped to a wooden board and walk around playing Pokemon Go? What? That is weird. No! Because that's quite... That's quite a uh, popular feature here in Japan. To tape phones on boards and walk... Why couldn't you just throw them all in a backpack together? No. Because they want them all on at the same time in front of them for when they do raids. Like Are they I see all connected to men... a, like a big battery backup in the yeah, bag? Yeah, these guys have like what? six batteries with them. And it's always old people. It's like old men and old women in Japan who have like multiple devices, whether it's tablets and phones and shit. And they have like these wooden boards that I kind of... Imagine if you were like uh, doing like a piece of art. And you had like a board in front of you and you tied it around your neck so it would stay steady and you could draw outside or something. Like one of those boards. And they have like string around their neck to hold the board up and they have all the devices on the board and they're just tapping on all the different devices while they walk around the city. Going to raid points and stuff like that. And you can always tell when a raid is happening because you'll have like eight people on their phones standing outside of like a combini or something. All playing Pokemon Go. Are there are there picture? Oh, okay, yeah. If you Google Japanese Pokemon Go board, the third result is some old guy with a shitload of phones strapped to his bicycle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He has eight phones in front of him. No way. Yep. It Jeez. Happens. Oh God. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, apparently guys, he's known as Uncle Pokemon. I mean, there's probably quite a lot of them. Uh, I can't I can't believe that this is something that I think is only just now trickling into the West. Yeah, maybe, because it's been around in Japan like oh, since Pokemon Go went off. The image I was looking at was a Taiwanese guy. This is happening all across Asia. 
Old people are loading <laughs> up their phones and playing Pokemon. I would like to know what the demographic age is for like Pokemon Go players. Like the majority must be old people. Wow. Most of the people I see playing it are old people. Gosh, that's like another example. Like remember being at the arcades and how many girls are in there? Like the demographics are different. The demographics for video games reach way more audiences or or age ranges. It is, it is pretty crazy. Jeez, I can't believe that that's actually a thing with old people over there. That's it makes sense when you think about it, though, right? It's it it, it gets I mean, grandpa got going. All else to do? Yeah. What other excuse? They've, got, they've literally got nothing else to do. What other excuse do they have to to get out into the world and walk around it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 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 but anyway, we're getting a new Pokemon game for the Switch this year. I guess we don't need to talk about. It. Well, actually, the new starters. I want to know which one, which one of the starters you guys are going to pick. I, I, I almost never pick grass, and that's that's it. See, that's funny because the grass one this time is the one I like. I, it's just, it's just, um, I just don't like it getting fired up and defeated. Like, I feel like there's a lot of fire <laughs> Pokemon more than there is like. Um, water Pokemon unless I'm in the water or something like that. Like the majority of the time, you're never in the water. You should you should be you should look at the pictures of the new starters before you make this decision. Uh, I just had a tab of them open and and now I've lost track of it. I mean, it won't be hard to find them. I remember them right all now. looking like little bipedal humanoids. This time, mm-hmm. yeah, you got like a monkey grass. You got a rabbit fire, <laughs> yeah, and the same, the same frog type water. Like it, it's been the same thing for like years. What's his name again? Snob, snobble, snobble, crobble, frobble. Uh, uh, where's the link? I'm, I need a link. I I just had this stuff up in a tab. Oh my god, <laughs> spore bunny? Really? That's what they came up with? Seriously? Yeah. Spore bunny? That sounds like me. It's good. They're stealing your name. I like. I appreciate the the, the slight bit of silence. Anyways, yeah. I, I, Grookey, Grookey, Grookey's the one I like. The fucking like grass monkey with a stick. Yeah. His name's amazing as well. Grookey. It's a grass monkey. The funky junkie. Grookey, grass monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be picking water this time. I, sure. I, 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 yeah. I thought you might say that after you saw them. Yeah, How the fuck? I, I I do like fire though. I, I like pick, okay. Pick last fire. time I typed in Nintendo Direct and sorted by new, I got like a nice little list of what happened in the direct, some pictures of the starters, and then I closed the tab and looked up stuff of Dragilla, and now it's just gone. We have Grookey, the grass monkey. Oh, we there have they are. Score Bunny, the fire bunny that looks like it has a plaster <sighs> on its face. And then Sobble. To be fair, Sobble looks all right, actually. That looks like a bunny to He's you guys. A... Oh, yeah, 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 I guess I can see it. What? It's literally called Score Bunny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm... Oh, you're the experts on bunnies, aren't you, bunny yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this character, and it looks more like a tiny Pillsbury Doughboy to me, but... <laughs> they, they got really lazy with these names. Like, Grokey? Seriously? Grookey, Grookey's a good name. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll the, not allow you to the ending this. of Monkey and they snapped on some, some, some words and that's it. <laughs> Score Bunny? Seriously? Jesus Christ. So lazy. So is this the big, uh, is this what, what everyone's been waiting for? Um, the, the Pokemon title that blurs the line between handhelds and consoles? Is this, is this what the Switch was built for? Are we never gonna have to make another Switch game again? Well, no, that just, that, I mean, it's probably the... They're obviously going a lot bigger with the region. It seems to be pretty massive, has like a variety of different, like, uh, levels to it. It, it looks like you can also finally uh, see see the Pokemon world from from street level angles. Yeah, it looks like it uh, with, with an art budget has a lot of variety to it as well. I mean, see, I mean, I'm surprised <clears throat> they went with the name Sword and Shield. That is a that is that is the one that sticks out to me as pretty strange. I don't know. They're gonna have to keep thinking up a new things. Pokemon male and female. <laughs> no, but if you look oh, at the logo, oh man, it's gonna happen. It's totally gonna happen. <laughs> If you look at the logos for the Sword and Shield, though, they have, like, a wolf head on top of them. And obviously, as we know, there are no animals in the Pokemon world. There are just Pokemon. So who are these wolves? Well, I mean, they just named it Score Bunny. So, you know, there might be more animals in this one. Pokemon. They already did Pokemon Sun and Moon. Pokemon Yin and Yang. Pokemon Socialism. Pokemon Communism. Yeah, that that could work too. I could totally <laughs> Pokemon work. George, Pokemon Matt, Pokemon Democrat, Pokemon Republican. Oh, Pokemon Obama, um, Pokemon Ber- Pokemon Bernie, Pokemon Trump. <laughs> we we could go on. I'm I'm, I'm inevitably looking forward to the uh, you know when they do the expansions like with Crystal and and Yellow. They're obviously going to have Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, Pokemon Gun. <laughs> Oh my god! So so that's like the silver version. Yeah, if they, if I want they Pokemon do... bath, Pokemon shower. I want Pokemon that. Pokemon shower, Pokemon shower, Pokemon bath. Yeah. Which do you so pick? Good. God, bath they can just like pick out. Okay, yeah, no, Nintendo basically has a grab bag of potential Pokemon installment names because they do the the Splatoon Splatfests. So you can do like Pokemon dogs or Pokemon cats. <laughs> I can't sorry. believe I can't wait for Pokemon taco, Pokemon pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a fucking hot choice. Pokemon delivery, Pokemon DiGiorno. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? This is probably way funnier to us than it is to anyone. <laughs> anyone else. listening right now? <laughs> oh man, what a. What a what a confusing way to to Pokemon YouTuber Pokemon influencer. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to see what they evolve into and then I'll make my choice. I want to know what Oh yeah. What, me too, I guess. What the expansions are going to be called? Pokemon Shiny Shield or like Pokemon Luster Sword? How, laser Sword. Laser Sword. Um um Force Field Shield. What? Because cause then they need adjectives, you know, like, like Pokemon Ruby Red. Uh, hmm. Pokemon <laughs> Pointy Shield. <laughs> oh my god, Pointy Shield. What about Pointy Sword? Wouldn't that work better? It's a Pointy Shield? Yeah. Pokemon Sharp, sharp Sword and Pokemon 
Stand your shield. <laughs> People are telling us to stop. Can you hear them? Mm. I can hear them. Uh, They're telling us to stop. Yeah, let's... <laughs> let's... <laughs> By the time and the thing is, the thing is, we're recording this literally an hour after the direct, but this won't reach people for another four days. So by the time it comes out, every single one of the things we just mentioned will have already been said on Twitter in some form. We're about to find out how easy it is to come up with this shit. Pokemon body wash, Pokemon soap. <laughs> gotta... Pokemon shave, Pokemon don't it's shave. Tar- I've got, I've, it's Pokemon I've, beer, I've, Pokemon I've, shave. I've <laughs> you guys I wonder if you guys will keep going when I'm back. <laughs> There's so many so many. You know? Pokemon George. Pokemon, Pokemon. um Wah! Pineapple <laughs> Pineapple Pizza Pokemon 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 Pineapple on Pizza Pokemon Pineapple No Pizza. Reggie. This year, we want to make Nintendo's experience at E3 better than ever. Of course, we've got our digital event on Tuesday. And there's an expanded Nintendo Treehouse Live event. This year, we're going to feature even more games and guest appearances by our developers. And fans will be able to play Mario Maker at Best Buy later that week. Right, but we want to do something even bigger. What do you think, Reggie? I've got it! We're going to bring back the Nintendo World Championships. It'll be the first time we've done it in 25 years, and I'm going to compete! Reggie, you can't be in the tournament. You're Reggie. You work for Nintendo. Not anymore! Hello, and welcome back to uh, the most powerful uh, uh, cleaning product available over the counter that's not toxic mm-hmm. for kids and pets. Dad and sons. You don't need a doctor's note for us. But we can write you a sick note if you want to stay home and play video games. You know, remember when you were a kid and you didn't want to go to school or your crappy part-time job and you uh, had to either have a doctor's appointment or, like, a good reason? And and now that you're an adult, you can just say, I'm retiring? You could. Reggie fils is retiring. Uh, he's going to be replaced by Doug Bowser. Someone who we have seen around, <laughs> not really taken a a super oh visible leadership role at Nintendo, but after um, a really long time, since 2003, <laughs> let's see, 9876, that's 16 years. After a 16-year career, Reggie fils is going to be retiring from Nintendo. Uh, basically posted a video saying, thanks for all the good times. Everyone seems to love him and wish him the best. And it's uh, interesting to see how Reggie is such an anomaly in the video game executive world and how good Nintendo has done a job of marketing their executives compared to all the others who are, like, regarded as slimy pieces of shit. Like, last week on this very same outline, I had a news story that said Game Workers Unite publicly call for the firing of Bobby Kotick. And, like, Reggie fils he's never gotten in that kind of trouble even though he does match the description. But he doesn't, though. The highest paid CEOs, it came out the other day, and the highest paid CEOs in the games mm. industry are Bobby Kotick, that Andrew dude from EA. Like, Reggie wasn't even on the list. And he, he would never get paid that much money because there's no way NCL, Nintendo Japan, would ever allow that to happen. What, 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 what I intend to do here is, is make a comparison to, like, let's say the five good Roman emperors. Reggie is, like, one of the five good <laughs> video game executives. <laughs> Because um, he's he's not from a video game background. Like, like he previously worked at Panda Express and Pizza Hut. I, I guess he just really likes marketing cool brands to cool young people. Because he's been doing that throughout his career, but not exclusively to video games. 
And um, in in his time at Nintendo, which I don't, I, I you know don't want to throw shade or anything, but Nintendo of America is more of like a distributor than a developer. But for what they do do, he was able to turn it into something really cool and affable and likable. Yeah, yeah, no pressure, Doug Bowser. You got big shoes to fill, but no pressure. But um, he he also like comes from a poor background of immigrant families escaping from a civil war and and doesn't take as much money as the others. Like Reggie, Reggie, Reggie's okay. Supposedly, he was a pretty damn good leader inside of uh, the actual building. And he was very on top of everything. It's like you wouldn't imagine. Can you imagine Bobby Kotick knowing fucking anything about any of the games apart from the numbers each of them make? Supposedly, like Reggie, Reggie knew everything. <laughs> he he knew, he was on top of everything. Even if he like, and he loved Dragon Quest. Even if he didn't like explicitly market himself as as like a super hyper dorky turbo game nerd, you can still like you saw a lot of genuine attempts to to tr- like remember the whole Smash thing where he was like mm. playing people at <sighs> Smash and like losing hilariously, yeah. but he yeah, would just ass he would just keep his cool and 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 promise to come back and constantly get bigger yeah. and never. Never say anything like slightly rude or 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 something that could be slightly misconstrued. He just well, it's has. It's really funny you say that because I was watching a video of like some of the highlights of his career, and it went back to the early E3s in the two thousands when he sort of you know my body is ready, and like he hit the stage kind of thing. And but what like. It, during the Wii, PlayStation 3, and 360 era, there was so much smack talk between the companies that you can't imagine now. Now, everybody lives in harmony right now where <laughs> there's all this cross-play and there's rumors of, like, Xbox Game Pass, which we spoke about last week, coming to Nintendo Switch. There's a lot of harmony and love now. Because video game consoles are going away. But back then, there was a lot of smack talk, and Reggie is, like, full-on, like... Like... There was when PlayStation, uh, when Sony announced the PlayStation Three's like price point for the the PlayStation Three, and it was like what five hundred ninety nine dollars or some ridiculous shit was five hundred ninety nine US dollars with Ridge Racer, Racer, yeah, and the Reggie was like, yeah, well, Sony did us a favor because no one should ever sell a games console for that price. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Gamers want good games. And it's like fuck yeah, Reggie, <laughs> he's saying all the right things. He's like, games are for everyone. We want everybody to be able to play games. Hardcore gamers, your grandma, we want them all to play games. He said that he, he knew how to smack, it, smack the talk and say the right things. Reggie Racer! Remember remember his, his grand E3 2004 entry where he's just... I'm ready to take yeah, kick ass and take names. I'm about taking names like, and kicking all ass. All of his lines are <laughs> delivered with this, this like, flatness that is, it's like an enthusiastic flatness. Can you imagine having the balls as well? Like, you're the, he wasn't the prisoner at the time. He was, like, the head of brand and marketing at the time or something. Something like that, Can yeah. Can you imagine being, like, told, oh, this is your first E3, <laughs> nobody knows who you are. Like, you need to come on stage, you need to introduce yourself. Well, this and he's kid-friendly, like, family-friendly brand. Yeah, yeah. This company that have been, you know, for historically very friendly. And he's like, yeah, sure, I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I think the hardest. Reggie, I'm here to kick ass. The 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 biggest and the best Reggie the the biggest and the best Reggie giggle I ever got was a tweet I saw where uh, the the person writing the tweet said. <laughs> When the girl you're hanging out with invites you upstairs, and then it just showed a, a little clip of, of Reggie looking straight into the camera in front of, like, a, a brick house with a door. He just looks straight at the camera and says, I'm sorry, I have to go and play Animal Crossing New Leaf on my new Nintendo <laughs> oh my 3DS. DS. <laughs> He's so memeable. Yeah. And this is the beautiful thing about him. He knew he was. He knew he was, and he they, he they were so smart to use that to their advantage. And the amount of, like, videos, especially, like, have you seen, like, some of the ones they did with Mega64? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. I, it, but do you think Doug, Doug Bowser, is going to do the same thing? Well, the I don't same know if he looked... Reggie? Yeah, I don't... I don't think he has the personality, but he probably changed gonna... his name to Bowser. Okay, they're Just... certainly gonna go places. <laughs> there's with, there's with allegations the to be made about you know um um some, maybe maybe letting them up because of uh, the name, not the uh... you know I'm sure Doug Bowser will be fine, and I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun calling him Bowser. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I had this discussion with somebody uh, when it happened, and I was like, "Do you reckon?" that there is like even like a 5% chance that it was it obviously hasn't happened on purpose because of his name but when it when he does like get promoted through the years do you imagine his colleagues are like well of course his name is Bowser yeah oh, and they just absolutely. kind of like pass with the name like Bowser who best to give the reins to Nintendo they're obviously not just going to give him a job but like Definitely over the periods of time, there must have been some sort of, well, he is called Bowser. Uh, this is like a, <laughs> in a sales job, you, like Jerry Sales just got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> His last name is Sales. Jerry like, Sales. Jerry Sales. That sounds like such a used car salesman name. <laughs> Of course he's good at sales. I'm Jerry Sales, and I'm located at the lot on I-95 off of Exit 21, and I'm here to get to kick ass and take names. I think, I think... Well, I, he, he will be missed. Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, he I, will. I wish him all the best. 57 years old, in good health. He's a lovable, lovable, like... I think, like, the video of him saying goodbye was retweeted, like, fucking, like, half a million times. He's a fucking executive of a... Video game company. He's easily a one that's some... putting out mobile gotcha shit that you would think would make people mad, but I feel like Reggie's an element of damage control. Decent mobile gotcha okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> Compared to bad mobile gotcha shit. Uh, no, but he's, he's like borderline a celebrity. He's obviously earned a pretty penny in his years as uh, well, yeah, being in did. high positions. Uh, so, uh, fucking good on him. Go and enjoy Dragon Quest on your brand new... I must play Dragon Quest on my brand new 3DS. I can't go like, upstairs go... with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Into the sun, Reggie. Be off with you and enjoy enjoy your days. So, uh, in... Uh, I'm just trying to think. Before I move on to a sad topic, I just want to like throw in one affable, fun Reggie story again. And and I think 
I think what I want to, to remind us all is that video he made with his son, where he pretends that his son is going to be president of Nintendo, and he just runs That's out. That's not his son. Was it an actor? No, it's, uh, I believe it's Bowser's Bill. Son. <laughs> I believe it's Bill. I believe it's Bill Trennan's son. Oh, oh, well, yeah, the, the, the child. There's, point is, there's yeah. this great moment where I think it is Doug Bowser <laughs> looks over at Reggie and says, but you're Reggie. You work at Nintendo. And Reggie just points his finger up in the air and declares, not anymore. Not and anymore. Prances <laughs> out the door. And, and that's. That's a moment no, the, we can all the, relate to right what's, now. What's what's even better than that is when he comes back and he regrets not having his job and he's like, what's the kid's name? Like Tyler or something? And he's like, Tyler, can I have my old job back? <laughs> and he's like, but what will I do? And he's like, do you have any skills? Nihongo Hanasumasuka. And he's like, I can speak Japanese. And he's like, oh, great. And then he walks past Bill Trinan. In the office. He's like, oh, hey, Reggie. Hey, Bill. Oh, Bill, you're fired. <laughs> Kicks him out of the building. So I have to I, 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 I have to wonder if Doug Bowser will have the charisma. But what I don't doubt is that as time goes on and this stuff gets handed off to younger people, they will have a better grasp on social media and, and personality marking. Mar- marketing. <laughs> Not like a... Uh... <laughs> You've seen the the Wiggler Wednesday tweet, right? What? Wait, have you never seen the Wiggler Wednesday? I am I am googling it right now. But but imagine the Wiggler, but they misspelt it without the L. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm 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 putting a link Matt, to that. You, Matt, have you seen that? No. Link is going oh, in Skype. Link is going in Discord. Link is type, going on the description. Type, type Wiggler wow. just without the L. Oh God. <laughs> wah. <laughs> I like there's a wah in there for you, George. Wigger. <laughs> That's uh, ooh boy. Whatever, whatever what PR guy did typo. that. What if Reggie made that typo? <laughs> and we'll just never know. <laughs> That's why he's getting let go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh god, oh geez, I made a really embarrassing typo. I need to retire before they trace it back to me. This seems to have come from your office. <laughs> One could argue this is not safe for work, Reggie. <laughs> Does he get called into a Japanese office and, like, get scolded? I don't know. I think if you try to uh, describe to Japanese people why wiggler, spelt without the L, sounded like another word that was something derogatory... I don't think I think we're just passing over the no, heads. Yeah, this is a careless mistake. <laughs> you know, Anyways, you know what a wigger is, right? It's just a, a white boy who's adopting black culture. Like it's just yeah, yeah. 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 I remember high school. You know, like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna get some hate for that one. <laughs> like uh, Georgia George. Georgia George. I am from Georgia, <laughs> Georgia but George. I am not George. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
speaking of of yeah, speaking of of communication breakdowns happening across cultural and national boundaries. Um, this is a little kind of a George story I'm throwing in there. Uh, a while ago, I promoted a Taiwanese developed horror game named Detention. That was a side scroller influenced by Silent Hill that takes place in a, a school that is also a period piece. The school gets haunted and taken over by monsters around the same time in history that the school gets taken over by the mainland Chinese army and occupied when when the previous Chinese government like flees to Taiwan. Um, that same developer went and made another game called Devotion. And apparently, hidden in the back end of the game files was a meme poking fun at lifetime president Xi Jinping. I think that's how you're going to pronounce that. Do, do you guys know what it is when it's an X? I think when it's a Q, it's I think a it's Xi, Xi Jinping. Okay. Well, well that guy. Uh, 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 General Secretary of the Communist the Party of China, a.k.a. lifetime president, a.k.a. Poo Censor or Supremo. No, it's... it's you know, it's because he, people compare him to Winnie the Pooh. Like, he looks like Winnie the Pooh. And that's why Chinese people can't have Winnie the Pooh? Yes. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is censored in China because it was used as a meme to describe how he looks. Oh, right, well, let's find out. And now it's like... Let's see how that... How much that Everything is gets banned. So, so... This this game included a um a, a image in the back end that included some Chinese characters that have all sorts of fun double entendres going on in them. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just Google it? Yes. <laughs> he does look like Winnie the Pooh, doesn't he? Oh my he? god. Are we gonna get in trouble for that? <laughs> no, we're not in China. <laughs> yeah, you, you got that. Um, yeah, there's a stamp on a piece of paper in the game that uh, reads Xi Jinping and Winnie the Pooh in an ancient style of writing. Apparently, it can be translated in other ways to say unflattering things about buttholes and slash or make comparisons to buttholes. Uh, and that game ended up getting review bombed by thousands of accounts from mainland China typing... In in Chinese, demanding that the, there 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 be change and that the the insensitivity yeah, of of this but, game get taken into account. Yeah, also, this game is made by a Taiwanese developer, and they pulled it out of well, Tai Taiwan and Japan, uh, Taiwan and China, not exactly the best of friends. Depending on who you ask, China might as well have Taiwan as a province. Depending on who you ask, Taiwan might be the last bastion of, I guess, next to Hong Kong, of, of like, free speech and free commerce. And, well, free com <laughs> China's still capitalist as hell, despite the <laughs> communist policies of the government. But anyways. Matt, Matt did you see the picture of... <laughs> Jinping with the the Prime Minister of Japan and Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, we're gonna get buried in sand. <laughs> they they both look miserable. I mean, this is disgusting for censorship yes. and stuff. But to be fair, I mean. And not to be fair, but 
I mean, what did they expect? What do you mean? What did? If I'm a hundred percent no, no. It, what did? I I like I, what did oh. they expect <laughs> for their game to here? Uh, I believe that this was unexpected because what? But what would this? A Taiwanese this... developer put an insult to the prime minister of China, well, and then they got found, and then the game got review bombed on China's. He's, he's not a prime I'm, minister. The, he's he's a. a the president for president life. For exactly. Life. That makes it even worse. Yeah. The cult of personality around it, like, like it's, it's, it's like making a game about Kim Jong Un, and then. It being banned in North Korea, like what did you, what do you expect? You, you you expect to release stuff to the world and it get backed up and protected by by the world's various clauses that that protect human rights and free speech. What you also I don't mean, expect is to see really. like massive armies of trolls coming out of China. I guess nowadays that's less unexpected, but I don't know if you guys ever really pay attention to your social media accounts, but but. The Russian trolls are abso-fucking-lutely the worst. Who are just, like, so incredibly mean for no reason and voluminous. And as more and more revelations are coming out revealing, like, Russian troll farm companies employing people to do this, it makes more yeah. sense as a, as a soft power strong-arm move. And, and one of a concentrated propaganda effort. And dealing with that in the world of video games feels nasty. Like, I, I, I remember when um, the new Homefront was coming out. I mean, this, this game, this stuff doesn't get released in North Korea anyways. But, but of course, the, the North Korean government put, put out some mean words about the game. When Ghost Recon Wildlands came out, I, I don't think there was not any reason anyone in Colombia couldn't import it, but the government of Colombia was saying some mean words about it. I, I don't know if I've seen a case where because of mean things being said about a government, it's the players, the fans, who end up dogpiling on the developers to censor their content. This is disturbing. It reminds me it, it reminds me of Gamergate. I mean, this goes way beyond that. It's scarier. It's worse. But it's also... They have government support of, of, like, one of the most powerful governments in the world right now. They do. And all of the most powerful governments as in the I said, world are fucking crazy wild cards right now. As I said, like, especially considering, like, localization is a thing, there's just stuff that gets changed for games across all cultures because everyone has their own specific rules. This... Included in the game is on purpose. Taiwan, uh, Taiwanese people and the Chinese government do not get on at all. They are consistently at war of words with each other about China ruling Taiwan and Taiwan being its own state of independence. So they put this in there to purposely insult him uh -huh. that then when it comes to selling that game in China uh -huh. I don't know how they didn't expect that 
something. A will backlash happen. would be reasonable. Having to take it down this... and repost it would not. If anything, I would expect them to like know what they were getting into and commit to it. What this seems to me is like real fear well, of getting did. arrested and thrown uh, in jail. It's naivety more so than but getting it's a harassed small developer. on the internet. It's a, but it's well, of course that, like, we all you've just described about like Russian trolls and all that kind of thing. We know what is out there, and if you're going to be doing something that everybody sort of knows about at the moment, which is Xi Ping is very sensitive about looking like winning the poop, <laughs> and they've done it on purpose to insult him. And uh, I mean, that, that I has mean, a like, real effect on real lives. 1.4 billion people, a market of 1.4 billion people can't buy Winnie the Pooh now. But, yeah, and it is disgusting and terrible and weird. But at the same time, in terms of like when it comes to devotion, I don't know what those guys expected. I'm just not it's ready to accept naive. this as normal. And God damn it, I don't want to. Like I will. It's not about. It's not about being normal. It's t- taking this individual case and the decisions that the developers made. Like this, I'm not trying to talk about the Chinese government and the the despicable actions of censorship and breaking of copyright law and social engineering on a mass scale that has people yeah. like racking up social scores for making negative reviews of video games on the internet. They, they have yeah, to understand happens. that the decisions, you know. They're going to get a reaction to the decision. Yes. I would be far exactly. less disturbed. It's naive if, if this was coming from the president instead of thousands of troll accounts on Steam. No, because that's not how it works. When you have a cult of personality, you're going to have people who are be- going to become majorly offended by something like that. If the president doesn't like it, then everybody who is influenced through that cult of personality is also not going to like it. Many of those review bombs are probably valid because those people see it as an insult on China from a rogue state that is meant to be a part of China. It's there's like it's not like an American game that is insulting him. It's like a rogue state from China in their eyes from a developers who obviously have purposely gone out of the way to insult their pre- it's like if, it's like trying to insult Donald Trump on purpose to Trump supporters and then that and then thinking you're not going to get any backlash for it. It's disgusting and it happens, but it's naive at the same time. You can still keep your job. The tradition of criticizing the American president is something very very well enshrined in our culture and appreciated by most people other than the president themselves. That's true. That's true. And obviously China and America are many steps removed from each other. But at the same time, both actions are naive on that scale. It's horrible that it happens. But it is naive of the developers to have just purposely added I'm it. not ready to blame the victim here. It's, oh, I don't want money. It, it, the, not, if they... If they <sighs> knew what they were getting into they knew that there was a possibility yeah then like, fine I, let do what you want but i don't they can't don't, be mad because this is oh come on something that they caused they can't be mad they can't they can't, can't be mad you say yeah you I can. mean, you, you you can be mad if your game you can be mad if your game is being removed from chinese steam because it's a game from taiwan and it got troll bombed because of that reason but this is them purposely putting something in the game that was hidden on purpose for their detest of something 
somebody through a very like hilarious way but they knew if it was found people wouldn't be this, happy but they kept it in anyway this would be funny if they didn't feel under a legitimate threat of danger like that crosses a line in my opinion that's not like there's there's a difference between naivete and bravery okay no but they understand the tensions between the two countries better than all three of us and they will under they will have understood the effect it will have had in China if found. And it was found very fucking quickly. So it was either not hidden enough, or they wanted it to be found, but didn't realize the extent of which this was going to have a backlash, which is naivety. Well, Detention is sitting at negative recent reviews on Steam now, and it's an excellent game. And this company is going to see their bottom lines affected. And people may lose their jobs and have to change out of video games. But that's because of, like what we were discussing before with THQ Nordic, someone made a naive decision that now affects many other people. Including that joke in the game for even though it is... They should be able to do that and there is nothing wrong with that in regards to free speech and if you want to joke about someone and do that you should be allowed to do that of course but considering they are taiwanese developers and they know the tensions but they still put that joke in there hidden is naive and now they have to deal with the reality of what is actually the disgusting stuff that is actually happening in china it's a decision they made Knowing the, what the reality of the situation was. Wait. So we then how is that? Okay, okay. You know what? Wait, 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 I can't, wait. I can't. So they can't, they can't play Kingdom Hearts. Oh, no. They can't play Kingdom oh, no. Hearts. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's what we should take out of this conversation. They can't play Kingdom Hearts. You know? Oh, they can't. Just minus Winnie the <laughs> You know, you the joke. censored version but, of Kingdom Hearts. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, apparently, let's see, um, Kingdom Hearts Merlin 3, I don't think book. it's out in Japan, or uh, out in China yet, but in, in media, they did have to take Kingdom, that uh, Winnie the Pooh out of <laughs> Chinese, Kingdom Hearts promos Chinese, in China. Chinese game site censors Winnie the Pooh in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you guys are talking about a country that didn't even have video games legally for sale in the open market until like 2009 yeah and they didn't they just they just broke the copyright law of everything else and made chinese knockoff versions of those consoles because copyright law isn't respected in china this is the reality like of what's happening in china it's disgusting but this is the point of why they are not necessarily victims whoa what yeah um mm, mm. i'm i'm not going to feel uh, you can't like you can't like do something knowing it probably will have a bad effect yeah. and then be like, oh no, why is something bad yeah. happening to yeah. me? <laughs> it's After ridiculous. It so it's if you're ridiculous. protesting in an unjust society and you get jailed for it, is that naive? Wait, wait that's protest. Protest is totally <laughs> different from putting it's, out like Blood Sweat something you worked months on. You know, something that's going to pay your bills. And then just putting a tiny joke in it. 
And put the joke in, in, in it. Again, yeah. and, and, no, 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 no. Okay, George, okay. I think you guys also... The worst that can happen with a protest is that you yeah, lose some and, days of work. No, they put a joke in a game that is a horror game where the context of the joke and everything is meaningless. The joke is in there on purpose to be insulting. Like, Which I, I think is actually another dimension of these games you don't know. Like, like if you... If you, detention was was super duper into just how how cruel and confusing the occupation era was. How how like a central plot of of the the game involves getting a reading group together to like organize sessions for distributing banned books. Yeah, so obviously like, this it's has... really critical of the mainstream Chinese yeah, so government. This obviously has some sort of this is less of a joke and less of a meme than it is a work of protest. It's art. This and that's ultimately what I think is another layer of debate. Like this is a a piece of art protesting government policies that are unjust. Then that is bravery. That is bravery. Then for if they set out to do that in the initial then they obviously expected that there would be mm-hmm. some sort of backlash in China. But then mm-hmm. to like go a step far and have like a modern joke in it that is hidden, maybe in the context of like it being like this historical thing about the struggles between China and Taiwan, it makes more sense, but it's still the same thing. Like you are still mm. going to expect that in China, it's going to have some massive backlash. I, I, don't, I don't think it's really, really fair to see someone suffering under a absurd system and just be like oh it's no no i do, i agree with you 100 percent. of course i do what i'm trying to say and matt too is that you can't do it and then expect it not to be received badly and then be upset that it was received badly no the reason you're upset that it's received mm-hmm. badly is because you live in an unjust system that's like the kind of the point of of martyrdom and protest jailing but they and... don't they live in they live in Taiwan. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to sell it on Chinese yeah, they steam. They could sell it in every other region and it would well, I think be fine. China still has like jurisdictional control over a lot of aspects of their lives. In terms of like selling the game on Steam, I don't think that would matter. The Steam community is banned in China. The the storefront is still there. Oh damn. So they initialed they they they, they did an apology. They, they released a public apology with the bad translation. They said, quote, When making the prototype, the team often referred to the then-known internet slang, they won't say it by name, as placeholder. However, and then they're also claiming it's placeholder, due to the version synchronizing problem, not all of the placeholders were deleted properly. This is purely an accident, and we have no intention for causing harm nor hatred. The said art material has been taken down and replaced at the evening of February 21st. This incident indicates the fact that Red Candle Games' project management has failed to function. As a game company, Red Candle Games has immense room for improvement. We are deeply sorry for the trouble it caused everyone, and that we sincerely ask for the forgiveness of our players. Man, that pisses me off. I just want to Blair fight the power on a ghetto blaster down the street now while wearing a suit. <laughs> it's like I I I don't know how this is an accident. It's like it's like oh no, I tripped you and then stabbed you and then put you inside of a bag into my trunk and then off the like oh I'm so oh, sorry. No. All of the placeholder on which we use because it insults the Chinese president we hate so much. Oh no, some of it got left in. Oh no, we we didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Oh no. I I modeled Ellen Page. You know, it's just like oh come on. Come on. Come on, David Cage. Come on. <laughs> Bring David Cage into this. Man. <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta mention David. Man, you know? now I'm bummed. I'm bummed and we gotta do Dad Dead. 
I'm bummed for them, but it <laughs> ah. still kind of like is their own fault. Oh yeah, if and it's John Lewis's own fault for getting arrested for standing in the white people parts of Atlanta that in the sixties. It's not the same thing. If you're selling a game, if you're selling a game and you've made a brave step to make it about Chinese occupation in Taiwan, that's you're already white painting a target on your back. But if you're trying to be smart and make a living, and you you have to deal with the realities of selling games in multiple cultures. This is not something you would do if you wanted your game to be a success. Oh no, this is this is turning into that the, other the argument. Un, unreasonable <laughs> aspects of an for... oppressive society getting in oh, trouble no. for something stupid is the point. The act of protest is supposed to highlight oh. how stupid it is to get in trouble for what should be innocuous, normal parts of life. I don't think they are trying to do that though. They are trying to make games to make a living. It's called market research. In 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 a lot of the world, it's perfectly normal to insult the president. In fact, it's encouraged because it might mean that the next president is going to feel pressure to be better. <laughs> but if you try to make, uh, market <laughs> research, just do your market research. Let's 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 hear our audience members try to do market research. You sell it a game. Look at your potential markets and what the problem is. If you want it to be like a success and not have backlash. Don't don't have placeholder art as an insult of a president. <laughs> but but the themes of Someone these games like and it was a mistake. <laughs> I don't yeah, I mean I, I don't know if I feel convinced about that. But you also gotta know that like the whole idea of crossing horror over into historical Taiwanese settings is to criticize uh, mainstream China. Like these games are critical from from, from core to surface. But then, understood, but it's like trying to say, we've made t-shirts that are critical of Donald Trump, and now we're going oh, yeah, to go to a Donald Trump rally and sell them to them. It's, I'm gonna you're hear not going to sell War. any t-shirt. You're actually probably going to get beaten up. If you get, you're right, and th at that point, then it's a protest move that highlights how stupid it is to get beaten up for selling t-shirts that... Don't uh, placate true. the Trump fans enough. I mean, enough. that I don't argue with. But at the same time, did you expect to get punched or did you not expect to get punched? Because you probably... That doesn't make it any le no, less bad. No, I agree with you. But when you're trying to just make a living and you're skirting already a dangerous territory of making games that are these sort of pseudo-protest titles, like, if you want it, like, not paint a target on your back and just like be able to sell the game like they did with the first game which didn't have any backlash so, no no they couldn't release that in china then why did they release this one in china <laughs> to sneak in some some dissident material well, to china then there you go there's like the, what do you like what do you expect like literally oh, just what still do you talking expect? about this oh my god okay matt stop censoring winnie the pooh <laughs> The world is so incredibly <laughs> stupid right now. Let's move on. I want to move on. I want to move on to Dad Din. Dad Den is an interactive audience segment in which we will be taking your submissions for your fantasy game ideas. Send if, us... If you put in any of your Dad Dens, if you put an insult hidden in the files of your Dad Den game, an insult to any of us three president dads, we will review Bomb Your Game. Mm. Correct. 
or or an insult towards any president or world leader because that's allowed and encouraged. George, would you read a dead den that was about a game that was all about insulting you? Uh, yeah, sure. I, and I'll and I'll add if I hear Metal Gear, anything to do with wars or espionage, <laughs> I'm not giving you in a any video money. game podcast. Any money. Well, Matt, the- <laughs> luckily for you, this first game features one of them. How in the world are you going to have a video game without a romanticized conflict between two opposing parties that's, like, really easy to depict through combat and war? Ah! I just slapped the mic! I've been playing a motocross <laughs> game. I doesn't have any. Tamron W. submitted an idea. I've been thinking about a game in the AA range that explores the concept of the stories of war <laughs> while still maintaining more mm. typical shooter game. Matt, I... I mm. Matt, I, I want to apologize Matt, while also questioning. Matt, don't walk out the studio. Get back here. Yeah. I guess it, it's a video game with war in it, so... I'm, 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 I'm back. The name! The game is at present untitled. Feel free to name it what you like. It would explore the third-person viewpoints of two soldiers of different ranks during World War II or the Korean War. One is a commander stationed out of harm's way who is a tactician but has never personally served on the battlefield. Uh, when the player is controlling the commander, they're safe to roam the headquarters, learning about the goings-on of the war through NPC dialogue, documents, and tapes. This commander is totally detached from the actual conflict and is meant to communicate to the player that they are free to do as they like with soldiers they're sending into battle. After making decisions on a war map, the player will then be transferred into the perspective of a soldier receiving those commands for his platoon. The platoon is filled with identifiable and hopefully likable characters who are each given time to make an impression and bond with the player. Eh, eh, I, I see parallels here. Gameplay as the soldier is simple as they have two weapons, few grenades, yeah, basic Halo control scheme. The commander is going to make decisions that this platoon is sent out to fight, with only brief respites from the violence. The game does not safeguard the player from that violence, instead of forcing them to make choices on the battlefield that they will put their lives of their platoon at risk. If a member of the platoon dies, and they will, they are dead and there is no saving them. Fire like, Emblem. Fire Emblem. Over the course of the game, the two perspectives will show the moral breakdown of the platoon leader who struggles to keep his friends alive while following his orders. For the commander, the tone will be that of attempted triumph in the face of great adversity, while the tone of the platoon will be more similar to Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried. Though there is no perfect run, I guess that means the game's going to be designed to be impossible to uh, allow for perfect runs, people including the platoon leader can and will die. It is primarily a story-based game. It'll have a realistic but nevertheless cel-shaded style of art, such as found in the Dishonored series. This is done to preserve the game as the technology grows its art may not feel dated. The game will be allowed two years of dev time in which a budget of 15 million will be allotted. This is a game about a story and effort should be taken to make the story something players will only really feel familiar with from high quality scripted television. Well, considering Game of Thrones costs about 15 million an episode, I don't think you'll get that. Oh. Um, but but what about the idea? It look it sounds the same. Hey, anything different? There's no like Matt says, it sounds the same and also immediately from the sorry Tamron, like immediately from the it would explore the third person viewpoints of two soldiers all different ranks during World War Two or the Korean War. Well, when you pitch a game, you have to have an identity of the game. You can't just be like, Well, this game just takes place in a war somewhere like you have to you have to give it some identity like what part of world war Two was there like a specific battle where two people who were one was a commander and one was like a troop where they 
they had to work together with a platoon to overcome like this adversity or like during the Korean War was there a specific moment where the war changed like especially if it's a heavily story driven game you need to have some identity you can't just drop your game into a war and expect that things will fall into place or that people will be interested well, what's the name? as Matt said he doesn't want to hear anything what's the name George I don't see I, it here. it's it's untitled <laughs> feel free to name it what you oh, like generic no <laughs> So yeah, I think <laughs> following so up on on oh, hold up, because what? because I think there's some cool stuff here. But when when Liam was like Valkyrie Chronicles, yeah, because because it seems like the ident- identity is more vague twentieth century total war scenario. Yeah, but when you pick rather than any you specific have to have one. an identity. Yeah, there you gotta to have something. something. Mm-hmm. Especially but when you're if, fighting in a market where. For the past fucking 20 years, there have been, like, sure. five war games a year. Yeah. But but the thing that maybe they should have put more, more push towards earlier in the pitch, and the thing that I am interested in is the asymmetrical gameplay here of um, combining strategy and shooter, which, which has been done to varying degrees of success but in the past. But it isn't strategy but never... so much. as It's just making story uh-huh. decisions, right? No, uh, I I wasn't imagining that when I was reading the pitch. I was imagining like a, a strategy game map. Well, considering he says like most of the game will be a story based game, I imagine the like commander's hmm. part of the game is walking around the 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 what headquarters and then talking to people and getting strategic information and stuff like that yeah. to then decide before the other soldier goes into battle. Where okay. they're gonna start and what's gonna happen and who goes with you, like so. Steps should be taken to ensure that the commander segments basically don't play out like cutscenes, like interactive cutscenes. Mm. Yeah, or is not just yeah. like preps for a mission. Like it just sounds yeah, like yeah, the commander yeah. was basically preparations before you go into a mission. Or there is no difference between the two characters ultimately because the player still plays the same as they would in an other games. So. There, there, yeah, there has two to weapon, be... grenade button, yeah. pouch. Well, that, it's... it's not even that. It just has to, if it's in first person and you never see the character anyway, then it will feel. It doesn't matter if someone's calling you commander one minute and soldier another minute. There's no disconnect to make you feel like they're two separate, identical characters. That has and to that's be what I think distinct needs gameplay to be pushed. The is is that there is distinct asymmetrical gameplay that pushes the contrast between grand strategy and individual second-by-second combat in in a way that previous games had not. And so when I was reading this, I was picturing something that kind of looked like the... um, Oh, what's the Gearbox World War II series? The cover-based shooter where you kind of had to do some strategy puzzling. It wasn't called Band of Brothers, but it did... Day of Defeat was the Valve first-person shooter Uh, one. This was a first- and third-person... Uh, brothers in arms yeah brothers in arms um i was imagining something that does kind of take a tone similar to brothers Mm. in arms with um with yeah two very distinct parts of the game one of which would play like a turn-based strategy the other of which would have you play out the individual battles that would have a lot of variables thrown in from the strategic 
segment. But in the pitch itself, they say that you learn about the goings of the war through NPC dialogue, documents, and tapes, implying a, a pre-recorded sort of, of information gathering rather than something dynamic that can unfold a million different ways as it goes along. Mm. Which I think is what, what, what ultimately is... Is, is, is the direction to go if this is their idea. You'd have to run with that being your main part of the pitch, and also you'd have to be very distinct in how, what the difference between the two characters is and how those interact with each other to make them feel like they're not just two interchangeable pieces of gameplay for the player. That you have, yeah. Especially if it's a story one that's written to the highest qualities of scripted television, you need to be able to... And for that matter, we also get a lot of pitches that have very cathartic shooter-style gameplay. And considering also the, the tone they want to be setting, maybe they should be doing a more tactical, slow-paced, hyper-lethal style of shooting instead of a cathartic, two-weapon, grenade-button, halo-control scheme. Different. Honestly, just do something different. Insult a president. Maybe that'll get attention. Yeah, listen to Leo. Metal Metal Gear has has some insults to some presidents. So for fifteen million dollars, I, I I pass. If he if Matt. he adds hills and sliding, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll be into it. It's a battle royale, and the commander's the last character you face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> all of a sudden they switch on the commander lead led you into a trap. <laughs> I, I, I think it can be a cool idea. The pitch needs to be rewritten for more specificity. <laughs> Get back to us, Tamron. Yeah. Moving on. We got one from Doka Roboto. They are pitching a game named Detective Eyeglass. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to play a game that made you feel like you were searching like those detectives you've seen in movies, but in an overhead view? Ooh. Uh-oh. You get multiple cases to progress through an overall story. Each case you get requires a proper solution to solve, so you look for clues that lead to a variety of conclusions, only one being accurate. You get multiple ways to solve each problem to get to the same conclusion, and to not be the... What the f... What? Okay, hang on. I still have to edit this. I'm still confused. Just read it as is. Don't edit it. Okay. Don't edit his pitch. His pitch is his pitch. We have to just read okay. it. If it doesn't make any sense, that's part of the pitch. You'd get multiple cases to progress through an overall story. Each case you get requires a proper solution to solve, so you look for clues that lead to a variety of conclusions, only one being accurate. To increase replay value, there would be multiple ways of solving each problem to get to the same conclusion, as to not be those games that you'd get bored after one playthrough that everyone can relate to. But if it has the same conclusion, it doesn't huh? matter what the clues are, you're always going to know what the conclusion is. I think uh, Doku Roboto might have had a grammar glitch. <laughs> For the appearance, imagine a noir kind of place. Something uh, over-the-top 2D, 32-bit system could, could pull off. The themes of the games are how it means to be given a task that someone is depending on you to do, and being responsible to give a correct resolution, and the difficulties that come with that. Well, that's kind of a, a way of describing any sort of problem solving activity including <laughs> games <laughs> estimated time and budget uh, they got a budget apparently nice. <clears throat> well i've made my share this is back to the pitch not my own confusion well i've made 
Okay, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this like a, like an oil prospector. <laughs> well, I made my share of mini games in my high school years, none this complex, mind you. But for creating the world music and art with a proper team, I'd need only about 150,000 for a small scale project. <laughs> yep. Yep, we're gonna afford the right people to work on coding and world design, about uh, 18 months maximum. Well, hope this doesn't sound like the worst idea you've heard yet. <laughs> I mean, it's... I'm like... No. I, my brain is all fucked. I feel like I'd just give him the money just because he sounds crazy, and I'd like to see what kind of disaster he would make. With a wild card like Doku Roboto on our payroll, you know, we'll get some kind of results. <laughs> and Good, I mean, bad, I don't know, results. It sounds like a, I mean, a can phone we get game, it? right? It sounds like a phone game. Yeah, maybe. I think, I think um, we, we do need to, to meddle a bit in the project and uh, create create something more more commercially viable in, in today's demanding market. and can, have. Um, can we get it out to, to, in three months so everyone we can, can get the SEO for... Detective Pikachu, and we can just ride the train of video games. We can ride detective. the train of Detective Pikachu with the hot release of the summer, Detective Eyeglass Royale. Will he? How will he eliminate people? Does he? If he find, if you find the clue first, does it eliminate another player? Uh, I guess that's. Sounds like like it's a hundred detectives in one house, you could... and they're all looking for yeah. clues for one conclusion. How do you battle royale a a adventure puzzle game? Well, how do you battle royale Tetris? I don't know, but some fucker did it, George. So someone out there is going to be real smart, and for a budget of a hundred fifty thousand dollars, maybe you can find them, Doku Roboto. Yeah. How about how about you, Matt? I mean, I like the name Detective Eyeglass, <laughs> man. Can we just sound clip that? I, I like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I just like the name. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing a detective with a nice monocle, man. I think, I think we just need to talk uh, uh, details after we workshop this a little bit. Yeah, after three months from now, I'll give him one hundred fifty thousand dollars. See what happens. Yeah, let's just see what he does. Well, well, let's give him the money. That's gonna be a waste. I mean, guys, I feel a little bad. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Should I feel bad? There's not really, but I just feel bad. The world sucks. And it's on fire. I can't play divinity.